Let's pray. Father, we just thank you and we praise you that we can gather in Jesus' name to worship, to honour, to lift up you. Jesus, you've promised that when we gather in your name, you're in the midst. Lord, you don't leave us or forsake us when we're on our own. But Lord, there's something about the people of God gathering live together to worship. I thank you, Father, for all those that are gathering at home and watching us today. But Father, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. And so, Father, I pray today that your, the seed of your word would fall on good soil, yes. that everything that you desire it to do would be done, that, Lord, you would help us grow to be more like Jesus. And we pray in his name. And everyone said, Amen. Well, please, please take your seat. I want to start with a question of you this morning, and it's this. When God speaks, and we believe it, and we act on it, what's it called? Faith. It's called faith. When we hear the Word of God, Believe it in our hearts and we act on it. That right there is faith. You know, the word of God tells us in Hebrews 11 verse 1 that faith is the substance of things hoped for. What are you hoping for today? Substance, not airy-fairy, perhaps maybe one day it might come to pass, but substance, things that you can hang on to. Substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, evidence, hang on, our scientific Western world, I've got to see it before I believe it. That's not faith. Jesus said, blessed are you who've believed that have not seen. There's something about us putting our faith in evidence that we have not seen. And you know, Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So, okay, you're here and I'm here today, I'm guessing, because we're either already in a relationship with God or we're seeking after Him. In the midst, at the centre of that, Surely what we're wanting to do is please God. Sometimes we might even ask the question, how can I please you, God? The answer is faith. It's faith. Faith that pleases God. So when I hear the word of God, believe it in my heart, and put it into action, that's faith. You with me? Okay. So this year, God has said something to us. Not the preacher, not the pastor. God has said something to us. He said this to us. I, I the Lord, your God, have opened a door that no one can close. I have opened a door that no one 
can close. The message translation puts it this way. I've opened a door before you that no one can shut. I've opened the door. Who? God, creator of heaven and earth, has opened a door that no one can shut. The New King James Version puts it this way. See, I've set before you an open door. No one can shut it. When I hear God's word, believe it in my heart, and put it into action, what is that? It's faith. God is saying, see, I've opened a door for you that no one can shut. The question is, have you got faith? Have you got faith to believe today that God has opened a door for you? That no one, not the devil himself or all his underlings, not people, not circumstance, not situation, God has opened a door that no one can shut. The issue that we have is that God can make a promise. He can make a promise. And on the outside, it can appear it's shut. How do I get in? How many of you are praying for things and it feels a little bit like this? Are you there, God? Are you there? God, would you move in my circumstance? Would you move in my situation? And God has said to you and said to me, son, daughter, behold, there is a door I've opened. No one can shut it. Bar one. Now, this is Craig Mars' paraphrased version, right? <laughs> the only person that can shut a door that God opens is you. It's you. The only one that cannot enter into the promises of God is you. And it's me too. God has placed before you an open door. Now, all right, what do you think of when you think of an open door? I wonder what you think of. I'm about to let you enter into a scary place and that's called my mind. Because when I think of open doors, this is what I think of. It's coming up on the screen.
Now, for those of you at home, don't now go over to Netflix and put Get Smart on, all right? And you need to know I agonised because I'm, I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I grew up with Get Smart. It was like, was it the old version or the new version? Mate. You know, doors are representative of access. When God says, I've opened a door for you, he's actually saying, I've given you access. To put it another way, a door is a threshold that takes you from one place to another. You ever heard of the groom who picked up his bride and stepped across the threshold? I'm sure Ryan might have done that last night. A threshold, a threshold. So often we can hear the term, we're on the edge of a threshold. What do we mean by that? Something new, something, something we've not entered into before is coming. There's a, I'm, I'm, I'm about to enter into a threshold. So a door is access. And from God's point of view, he's saying, I'm giving you access. But access to what? To what? Get this, hear me. To his blessing. What is his blessing? Every good thing God has on his mind toward you coming to pass. You with me? Blessing. It's not, Archie, bless you. It's not the guy I know, young champion in our church called Blessing. I love you, Blessing. It's every good thing God has on his mind. Well, the Bible I read says his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, his ways are greater than our ways. Every good thing that he has on his mind toward who? You. You. Coming to pass. So there's a door of access to what? To the blessing of God. To the blessing of God. To the presence of God. Every morning, chances are, unless you live in a tent, you step through a door. And even if you were in a tent, that could be considered a door, a threshold. Every morning, You've got a door of blessing into the presence of God. A, do, a, a moment to believe. God is with me today. And every good thing he has on his mind toward me is going to come to pass in Jesus' name. Or not. I can go about my day and God can say, see, behold, I put before you a, a door, an open door that no one can shut. And I can go, well, thanks, God, but I'll go through my own door. I'll create my own way. I'll go down my own passageway and go through the doors of opportunity that I want to open. Because, hear this, this is a door of access, it's a door of blessing, but it's a door of opportunity that God himself gives you and gives me. 
It's an opportunity every day to exercise our faith. On one, in one sense, I, I, I know being a church planter, I, I get how scary it can be to come to church for the first time. In fact, I'm sure that some of you today who are watching this on screen haven't yet come to this wonderful church because there's just a little bit of fear there. And for those of you who have come today who are brand new, I, I get it. it. It can be, you know, it can just, what, what's it going to be like? What are they going to say? What are, what are we going to do? Like, what, what's, what's this about? And if you're exploring faith, it can be like, I, I just, I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. But there's something within you that is beating inside that is going up, but I want to know my purpose and my destiny. I want to know about God. I want to I know my place in, in the world. Hear me. It doesn't matter whether you've been walking with God for decades or you're not yet walking with God. God says to you, child, I've put before you an open door. It's a blessing, a door of blessing. It's a door of opportunity for you not to do your life on your own. Sorry, I keep not seeing you. It's an opportunity for you to do life every day with the Lord Jesus himself. But wisdom would dictate this. God does say to us, he's opened a door. But I'm a human being, you're a human being. Sometimes we see a door and we go, oh, nice door. like the look of that door. You watch renovation shows? I watch renovation shows. I've seen this amazing door that was like 125 years old the other day, all with glass in it that hadn't ever broken and they're sanding it back and what they did to it. You know, it was an amazing door. Did all this work inside the house, but the door sort of says, come on in. And I love it. So sometimes I can look at a door and go, man, oh, nice door. What are the doors that God would say to you and say to me, uh uh-uh. uh, that's not for you. That's not a door I'm opening for you. Yeah. I would put to you today that there's a door of deception. You know, you have an enemy, and he is called the devil, and he so often masquerades as a child of light. He, he, he sort of gives us the thought that, you know, if we go his way, things will be great and fantastic, but always he wants to deceive. Proverbs 5, 8 to 10 says, Remove your way far from her, deception, and do not go near the door of her house, lest you give honour to others and your years to cruel ones. See, God doesn't want you to be deceived. He wants you to discern and understand you can know the door that he's opened and you can also know the doors that he has shut. And this is because God has created us with a capacity to have a conscience. Sometimes you know that you know that uh, that's not right. Or sometimes you might be 
entering into a door, you might have opened the door and you're stepping in and it's sort of like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. You know, that's a moment to go, you know, I'm not going there. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. The door of sin, God doesn't want for you. He wants you to look at his son Jesus, be captivated and inspired by him to live your life as he lived his. That's, that's in the very heart of God. And the thing that pleases God is your willingness to exercise your faith, your ability to go, you know what? I'm going to trust you, Jesus. I'm going to trust my I've been living my way my way. Now, God, I see you're, you're opening a door. And I want to go through that door that you would go through, want me to go through, and no other. Amen? You know, the interesting thing is that sometimes there is a door that God has got for you and got for me, but there are many adversaries that we've sort of got to get through. You know, God can open a door. It doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. You know, I remember coming to faith, the first person that came to faith in my household when I grew up, and, you know, my, my stepfather burnt my Bible that I was given at my baptism. I was on a holiday. I gave my heart to Jesus. I was baptised, came home full of joy with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus, and I came home, and my parents were not happy. And my Bible was burnt. And in fact, I didn't get another Bible for three years. And in fact, I was forbidden for a time to go to church. Sometimes God's got a door that's open, but there's, there's some stuff that you've got to work through. But get, let me hear me say this. If you're going through a thing or two, but you know that you know, hang on, God's got a purpose and a destiny and a plan for me, but right now there's all this adversary coming my way, push on. Exercise your faith. What is faith? I am hearing the word of God. I'm believing it in my heart and I'm putting it into action. God is wanting you and wanting me to exercise our faith because that pleases him. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 16, 9, for a great and effective door has been opened to me and there are many adversaries. You know, sometimes the very blessing of God comes with some challenges and it's okay because if God has opened the door, is he going to be with you as you step through? Amen. Yes, he will. Always at all times. The other interesting thing, as I was looking at scripture and about doors, I wouldn't call any of our girls door. Hello, door. What a beautiful, adorable door you are. But you know what Jesus calls himself? You know, we call him Lord and Saviour and Mighty God and Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, all sorts of things. Jesus calls himself, I'm a door. I'm a door. He doesn't say he's adorable. In fact, Isaiah says there was no beauty or majesty for us to be attracted to him. But he says he is 
a door. Let me prove it to you. John 10, 9. I am the door, says Jesus. If anyone enters by me, he'll be saved and go in and out and find pasture. Jesus is the door. The other interesting thing, all right? Do you know what else is a door? It's that you've all got one. You've all got one. The Bible says your heart is a door. See, I can let things come into my heart or not let things come into my heart. I can slam the door shut. Now, the wisdom says, hey, accusations from the enemy, I want to shut that door. I don't want to take that into heart. Criticism from other people, I don't want to, I don't want to take that to heart. You know, and we deal with that through forgiveness. But the word of God says your door, your, your heart is a door. And God wants good stuff to come into the door of your heart. Hear the word of God. Jesus says, hear this. Behold, I stand at the door knocking. In fact, he'd be this way. In fact, sometimes Jesus is knocking and you don't see him. Bit weird this, isn't it? Usually want to see the preacher. If you would open the door and let me in, we'll feast together. We'll feast together. There's something amazing when we hear that knock inside our heart and it's like the creator of heaven and earth knows my name. He's aware of my circumstance and my situation. He's knocking. And you've got to know, Jesus is always a, de- a gentleman. He won't barge his way in. He just politely knocks. Because you've got something that only you've got. And that is your faith. To believe or not. To hear the word of God, believe it in your heart and put it into action or not. That's your and that's my choice. So God is saying to you, behold, I've opened a door for you. Jesus is saying, look, there's, I am a door. And you can enter into relationship with the Father through me. He's saying, your heart, your heart is a door. And behold, I'm knocking. Oh, I'm knocking. For most of you who are here this morning or watching this online, I'd be surprised if at some point you already haven't heard the knocking. Perhaps you didn't realise it, perhaps you didn't know it, but in that moment, there was just a moment, uh, you know, fleeting sometimes. It's just this, hang on, my life is meant for more than this. This, There's a grander scheme of things in the midst of all of this. So, as I finish... I've got just a couple of questions to ask you. 
Because I think we always want to apply the Word of God. You want to be able to take the Word of God and apply it this afternoon. And you want to apply it Thursday morning. And you want to apply it Saturday evening. And you want to be able to apply it a week and a month and a year and a decade from now. What doors does God want to lead you through right now this morning God is saying to you behold I've opened a door that no one can shut what open doors does God want to lead you through for some of you it's actually a relationship with Jesus this morning and I think that's the best door. That's the best threshold. That's a be- You step from death to life when you make that choice and that decision. Yet some of you, you made that decision a long time ago. And perhaps you've been working through your own doors too much. And God is saying to you, hey, come back to the door that I have opened. We can all do that as Christians. Let's be honest with one another for a moment. For others of you, you're believing. You're believing for a breakthrough in your life. You're believing. You've got a promise of God. You're believing for that unsaved family member to get saved. You've got a health issue and you're believing for God to intervene and move. There's, there's, you know, sometimes it's as earthly as a practical need, a financial need, a... Some you know, a breakthrough of opportunity to come your way. Maybe it's a job and you're praying and you're believing for God. Hear the word of God. Behold, I've opened a door that no one can shut. What pleases God? Faith. So this morning, what's the door? The open door that God wants to lead you through. Secondly, What doors need to be shut once and for all in your life? Have you been deceived? Are you in sin? Guess what? Nobody's pointing a finger at anybody because we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all been duped. We've all fallen into deception and sin. What door does God, is God saying, not the preacher, is God whispering to you right now and saying, come on, come on son, come on daughter, shut the door, shut the door. You've got the ability to make a choice that says, I'm not going to give into that addiction anymore. I'm not going to get into that cycle anymore. You'll know what it is if God is speaking to you. And the last question, what appearing to be closed doors is God calling you to seek after? Because he's saying, they're open. Do you not perceive it? The door's open. So, here's what I want us to do.
if this morning, come right back to that first question. If this morning you're here, you're at home, and you know Revelation 3.20 is your verse today, because Jesus is saying, behold, I stand at the door and knock, and he who opens the door, I'll come in. We'll feast together. God is calling you into relationship with himself. God desires none should perish, but all have eternal life, and he proved it by sending Jesus to the cross to pay for the penalty for your sin and mine. But lots of good men have died, but what we believe is that on the third day, Jesus rose again, guaranteeing your resurrection and my resurrection. He sent his Holy Spirit to remind us as a, as a deposit that we are born again. We are alive. If this morning it is your desire to be in relationship with Jesus and you're making that commitment, you know you're hearing the knock of Jesus. What I want you to do right now, why don't you bow your head? Everybody here, bow your head. At home, bow your head. Why don't you pray this prayer with me? Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me and you proved your love by being willing to die for me and risen again for me. Lord, I confess my need of you. I ask that you would forgive me of my sin. I ask that you would confirm in my heart today as I'm making this choice to accept you as Lord and Saviour that you are my God and I am your child. From this day forward, I choose to follow you. And I pray in Jesus' name. Now, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed in the auditorium here, I'm going to ask you just to give me an indication that you prayed that prayer. I'm just doing that because I want to celebrate with you and I know the team will want to speak to you in a few moments. Good on you, buddy. And they're just going to put some resources in your hand. Well done, buddy. Is there anyone else? Yep. Another hand. Good on you. Good on you. So good. Good on you, mate. So good. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? Now, if you're making this prayer online, I know the team will be telling you online what to do. I know in a few moments, Pastor Belinda will come up and guide you, but this is fantastic, this decision that you're making. Is there anyone else? Don't want to rush it, but yet good on you. Well done. Well done. Well done. Why don't you give an applause to the numbers of people? We made that decision this morning. Now, I know my time is up, but I just, I've been believing over this word for a month. In fact, it was a month ago I said to Denise, could you organise for me a door? And by the way, the guys who made the door for me, thank you so much, because I've had this word beating away for over a month in my heart. And this is what I was believing for, for this moment right now. For some of you this morning, faith is going to be exercised. Because you know, as God has been speaking to you this morning, there is a door that God is opening and it's like, I have got to exercise my faith in this moment. 
well, I'm just going to ask you to do something pretty basic. And you can do this at home and you can do this in the auditorium. But if this morning it's like, you know what, God is speaking to me. He is telling me there is a door that he's opened that no one can close, that I need to stand up and walk through. I'm going to ask you to stand up. I'm not going to ask you to walk anywhere. You'll do that in a minute. But I'm going to ask you to stand up. If that's you this morning, doesn't have to be everybody in the auditorium. But if God has spoken to you, stand up in faith. Stand up in faith. Father, we stand before you in faith. We stand before you in faith. We've heard your word. We believe it with our heart. We believe it with our heart. And Lord, now we us taking this stance to stand, this moment. This is, we stand often, but this is a different stance. This is a stand where we're standing in faith and we're saying, God, thank you for the open door. Thank you for what you are leading us to. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your opportunities. Lord, thank you for keeping us from, from things that are from the evil one. Thank you that even when things are barricaded and hard, when there are adversaries, Lord, thank you for the reminder that you go before us and you're opening a door that no one can close. We honour you, Jesus. We lift up your name. We thank you and we praise you, God. We thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, for miracles being released as your people stand in faith. I thank you for Lord, every good thing that you've had on your mind toward us coming to pass in Jesus' name as we exercise our faith. We honour you, Lord. We praise your name and we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. You can be seated. Lord, we are grateful. It's not a man or a set of circumstances or things going right or wrong. It's not our wisdom or our education or experiences that we've had that please you. It's faith. It's faith. I pray over this great church that, Lord, as this year continues to roll on, you will cause a great tidal wave of faith to come upon these people and come upon this city and the nations of the world that are reached through this church. I pray, Father, I pray, Father, that in every way you would be pleased with our faith. We thank you in Jesus' name.